0: This program is made possible by members and donors, so huge thanks to everyone who contributes on Patreon to support the show. And now, welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. Each year for the past three years, and hopefully for the foreseeable future, for the first episode of each year, I put together not a look back at the year just gone by, but a 10-year retrospective, looking back at what we were talking about 10 years previously, Each year, I find the process incredibly interesting, and surprising insights always come to the surface. And now that we're in the year 2019, I'm going to be looking back at the year 2009, which was a huge one. But this is not that episode. 2009 was so big, in fact, that uh, I quite underestimated how long it would take to put together this year's retrospective episode. So even with a cadre of volunteers helping pour through the archives... Uh, I need a couple more days to complete the finishing touches on that episode. So, look forward to that. Uh, And in the meantime, I have for you a special presentation that I first shared seven years ago. The Occupy Wall Street movement was in full swing, and a listener of the show called in to let me know that he was part of an original stage production put together by volunteers who found each other at Occupy Chicago. The play was a modern-day take on a Christmas carol titled occupy my heart. And we're lucky enough that they also produced a version of the show for radio. So, before the last vestiges of the holiday spirit leaves us for another year, that's what I'm going to share with you again today. So, with permission from WCPT Radio, playwright WC Turk and producer Greg Alexander, Best of the Left is proud to present Occupy My Heart, a revolutionary Christmas carol.
1: presentation of Occupy My Heart, a revolutionary Christmas carol, a holiday radio play performed in three acts. Occupy My Heart is performed by the Occupy Players, written by W.C. Turk and the 99% and directed by Hannah Fruitt. And now, away from America, and 50 Presents, Occupy My Heart, a revolutionary Christmas carol.
2: the blustery chicago christmas eve a lone man stands shivering on a bustling downtown sidewalk broad shoulders hunched against the inescapable chill his face is honest his eyes dark and disillusioned his hands calloused and hard behind him occupy protesters huddle under blankets beating drums fighting to stay warm watched over by a single policeman the man looks up as the news crew arrives led by an attractive young reporter
3: we ready all set Okay, let's do it. Many long-term unemployed have simply given up looking for work. With the national unemployment rate stuck at 9% and corporate profits at record, even historic highs, working people are asking, where are the jobs? Since 1980, the income gap between the top 300,000 wealthiest Americans has nearly doubled, with those wealthy Americans enjoying as much income as the bottom 150 million. Meanwhile, corporate control over the government and elections has become the greatest danger to American democracy. Anger has spilled into the streets in occupied protests in every city in the nation, an unprecedented outpouring, a pure and grassroots expression of the Constitution, and a demand that this government should be for the people and by the people, rather than held hostage by corporate interests.
4: That's
5: a wrap. Officer? I'm
6: going to freeze out here,
5: bud. I ain't breaking any laws. Trying to get something to eat is all. Eh, coming up short myself, pal. Here, take these gloves.
6: I need another pair anyhow. It is Christmas, right? Guess I'm one of the 99% too. Go ahead, Mac, before you get frostbite.
5: I don't know what to say.
6: You take care, pal.
5: Officer, Merry Christmas to you too. Trying to get something to eat, friend?
7: All my friends have jobs. Come on, Ma, where are you? Things to do today. <laughs> Sell those gloves for something to eat.
5: Make your jokes, buddy, but uh, I used to have a good job. Benefits, a house, 401k, a good life.
7: Hitting the sauce, bro? Little nasal thing to play the horses once too often?
3: Never mind him. I found us a place and a shelter for tonight, but we have to be there early. With this cold, it will fill up fast.
4: Why do you bother?
3: It'll be all right. You'll find work and we'll get back on our feet.
4: Josh, honey, I'm so sorry I kept you waiting. Mom, I almost gave
7: up. I've got a meeting with Mr. Crowley in half an hour.
4: Is my big successful boy getting a new promotion? They're
7: restructuring the division top to bottom, moving part of it overseas to Indonesia and China before the taxes go up. Shelter as much as we can.
4: You're so much like your father. Handsome, successful, grabbing all you can from life and to the hell with anyone who gets in the way.
7: We're going to have to eat and run.
4: Oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. I actually came by to tell you I can't meet you for lunch. I'm... I'm starved.
7: You owe me. I intend to collect in full with that great Christmas dinner you always make.
4: Oh, honey, I thought I told you. Your father and I are flying to Cancun for the holiday, taking advantage of our frequent flyer miles. What?
7: And I... Is
4: that Kay in the crowd? 99%!
8: We yeah. The 99%!
4: I guess it is. Shame she was part of this silliness. She used to drag you to all that anti-war foolishness, too. Look at you now, a successful banker with a beautiful girlfriend. Some people just never grow up to face the real world, huh?
7: Yeah, I suppose.
4: Gotta fly, pun intended. Happy ex Miss Josh. Pokey Bear!
3: Wow, Bex! Isn't this a surprise? Bet you didn't expect to see me. Anyone you know on that rabble?
7: No, Nobody.
3: Whatever. Was that your mom? Sorry that I missed her. Such a sweet lady.
7: She, uh, she was running. She and Dad are headed to the islands for the holiday. Guess it'll be just you and me this year. Unless we drive up to your parents for supper. Nothing I'd like better after working all day on Christmas than putting up my feet next to the fire in your dad's study and cracking a good bottle of brandy.
3: Boring. Besides, my dad is flying off to some big important meeting, and my mom is having one of her dramatic episodes. Oh my god, Josh, we should totally surprise your parents. What do you say?
7: Bex, I have to work for the holiday. The whole restructuring deal? I'll
3: bring my old cheerleader outfit. You like that. Oh, by the way, I need your credit card. Josh? Josh, I thought that was you. Oh my god. Kay! Wow. (laughs) Hi. On a first-name basis with the street people. Audible. i'm over here with occupy chicago same thing
9: right look at you all buttoned up and polished seems like another
3: life since your radical days back in college not another life he actually got one maybe you and your friend should try it i have a graduate degree but like millions of others in this country
9: there are no jobs except part-time minimum wage
7: i work over across the street i see your group from my office <laughs> guess i'm one of the evil one percenters Won't your fellow comrades be ticked to see you over here fraternizing with the enemy?
9: I'll tell them I tried to convert you. Josh, don't tell me you actually have a history with this, really. I won't keep you. Looks like you have business that suits the new you.
3: Anyway, I just wanted to say hi. It has truly been a pleasure. I believe we have lunch plans. Someplace warm and romantic.
8: And warm.
2: It promises to be a frigid night in Chicago, more so among the small and determined group of Occupy protesters, huddled along the South Street. Kay returns to the others and draws a fading photograph from her pocket.
3: So freaking cold.
4: Try imagining you're somewhere else.
3: I did, but it was cold there,
5: too. We should take a page for the Madison protest and occupy City Hall.
9: Who was that? The reason I'm out here. It's my dad.
4: He looks like a nice guy. You're lucky I never really knew my father.
9: He passed away a few months ago. I'm so sorry, Kay. Anyway, he's the reason I'm out
3: here. Bones creak at my age.
4: (laughs) Go pound on a drum so the bankers remember we're still here. That'll keep you warm. So who's the Wall Street-looking dude with the red carpet queen? Just an old friend. More than a friend the way you two were looking at each other.
9: Yeah, well, maybe in another life.
4: Why not this one?
9: Have you ever cared about someone so much? You spend your whole life wondering what might have been?
4: I was in love with someone like that once. Then he went off to Vietnam and we lost touch. What happened to him? Oh, we ran into each other years later... I'd just gotten divorced and all my kids were grown. His wife had passed away the year before. Funny, but all those feelings were just as strong. He was the love of my life. What I'm saying is, always follow your good heart. Always choose real love, Kay.
9: If only it was that easy. David! So how was jail? Well, let's see.
6: They fed me a bologna sandwich on plain white bread. I slept on concrete and peed in front of 23 strangers. A glorious night at Shea Lockup.
3: I can't feel my toes. Come on, let's organize a march
4: to keep warm and leave the lovebirds alone.
9: Only thing that kept me warm in jail was thinking about you.
4: Not too warm, I
9: hope. <laughs> I know it's a lot warmer in jail than it is out here. Nah, the room service was terrible. City of Chicago jail's not Zagat rated, I'm guessing. Hardly.
6: Come over here for a second, away from this nosy crowd. What is it? This is crazy. I mean, I've been wanting to talk to you about uh, in jail last night. I just couldn't stop thinking that. Wow, this is harder than I thought it would be.
9: David, what is it?
6: Okay, here it is. It's all been pretty crazy since we first met here. A whirlwind sort of thing, but look at us. We're both socially conscious, both totally committed to this thing. And I know we haven't been together that long, but... I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> wow. Uh, there, I said it. I love you. Okay?
9: David, I don't know what to... I don't know what to say.
6: You are beautiful and amazing, and I know it's nuts, but... Take a chance. I'm here. I love you. I know it hasn't been that long, but I believe that what we have is really real.
9: David, I don't know what to say.
6: You know what? I don't want you to say anything. No pressure. I just... When I was sitting in jail last night, I promised myself that I would tell you.
5: We're marching on City Hall, guys! David, I...
7: No, really. I have to get back to the office.
8: It's Christmas
4: Eve. Play hooky.
7: I have this big meeting with Mr. Crowley, and
4: I... Josh! Josh! Save me some time. Glad I caught you down here. Great. Mr. Crowley, I, I don't believe you've met my
7: fiance, Becky.
4: <laughs> well, Josh, thanks for putting me on the spot in front of such a pretty lady. Makes it all the more difficult for me, but I'll soldier on. No point in holding back the inevitable. We've decided to restructure the company forward without you.
3: Oh, No!
7: Bex, can you give me a moment?
4: Josh, you understand, but the numbers didn't crunch in your favor. Listen, you've got a good head for business. It just makes more sense hiring a local manager over there for a third of the salary we'd have to pay you. Besides, what's the use in upending your whole life in a move, right?
7: And all the sacrifice, the corporate accounts, I've... If
4: you could hand over your company card and keys to the security guard, no need to go back in the office. We'll pack your personal things and have them FedExed to you.
7: Was security really necessary?
4: Oh, unemployed people can be scary, nothing personal. <laughs> is this really happening on Christmas Eve? Why, you're right, it's Christmas Eve, and look at you with the holidays off. Lucky man. Well, happy holidays, Josh.
3: Bex, I... Well, there goes Cancun. I can't deal with this right now, Josh. I'm sorry, I... I-, I have to go. Looks
7: like. I'll
5: just... What looks like. show me what rest here on this bench like. like a bit. <laughs> Down and out, pal.
2: Like. This this
5: You're in the right place. Show me what Something about that like. bench. Found reason to hope again. Making some changes. Looks like you might need this bottle more than I do. Ain't even
2: opened it yet. People over
8: profits, occupy Chicago. People over profits,
2: occupy Chicago. Josh alone settles back against an empty park bench as rush hour fades and the city streets slowly empty. Snow tumbles lazy like tiny spirits among the darkening canyon of downtown buildings. He looks off, gathering his thoughts. The reporter and camera crew returns. Her producer is embroiled in a heated conversation over the phone.
4: Yeah, we'll be on in two minutes. No, this is clearly a violation of the First Amendment right to free speech, peaceably assemble, and to redress the government for grievances. Sure, but the Constitution clearly says, I don't agree. You cannot make a law that sidesteps the Constitution and then cloak it in curfews and public safety
3: supposed to be doing?
4: Go stand over there. We're on in 45.
3: And do what?
4: Look pretty. We're paid to look pretty. Okay, so clearly a constitutional issue. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You're the boss. We're on in 20. Gotta go. Ready? Been ready.
3: Are we going with the constitutional stuff?
4: Nope. Go with the arrest angle in 3, 2...
3: More than 100 protesters were arrested last night for violating a city ordinance and refusing to obey a police order. A police spokesman said that all those arrested had been warned in advance, but refused to comply and were subsequently arrested. The protest has seen a multitude of arrests, but so far, no violence.
7: And we are out. Bex! God, I'm so glad to hear from you. Are you all right, Bex, I I really don't want to be alone tonight. Can I come... What is happening? What? Hey! Oh, what the? Who?
3: Chill. I had to be sure I was at the right haunting. I think
7: I'm having a heart attack.
3: I mean, maybe you froze to death and were stuck to the bench. Then you could haunt me. That's kind of funny. Hey, why the long face? Get off me! The sooner we get this over with, pal, the less painful for all of us.
7: Is this some kind of mugging? I'll call a cop.
3: I told you, dude, this is a haunting. Well, of sorts. I mean, a real haunting would be awesome. In these stories, we can't just haunt and spook. We've got benchmarks, goals, productivity. Somehow we have to make this uh, positive for you. But it was nice to hear you scream a little. Thanks for that. gets me right here.
7: Either I'm dreaming or you are drunker than I am.
3: Dude, I swear. I'm a specter, a ghost, a spook, a spirit, an apparition. I could go on.
7: Okay. Let's say for argument that I believe you. Even for a second. What sort of spirit are you?
3: I come from the year 2003, a magical world of American Idol and two and a half men. Charlie Sheen was still normal. We thrilled to Fear Factor, not knowing the wonders Jackass still held in the future. We had Audio Slave and R. Kelly, and Republicans still liked the Dixie Chicks. White guys never shaved their heads unless they were being arraigned. The Department of Homeland Security made us feel safe again, except when we came into contact with people from Homeland Security. Eleven million worldwide protested the invasion of Iraq, but got a third of the press as twenty-two tea-partiers at a Denny's in 2011. Remember those days, Josh?
7: People grow up. Get up. I'm fine right here.
3: Don't make me go all spooky on you. Let yourself go. We are going to take a little trip into the past. Behold.
6: Sure is cold here in Valley Forge.
7: What's this?
3: Sorry, a little too far back. That illustrates a good point. They were fighting the same thing as the occupied people. Think of the British supporting corporations over the colonials.
2: Ain't buying it. On a crisp autumn day, a much younger Josh finds Kay amid the whirlwind and upheaval in the days before the invasion of Iraq. They hold each other close, gazing across a landscape alive with the champions of peace and hope. As thousands raise their signs and voices in protest, watched over by ranks of mounted police, sunlight breaks through the overcast upon Devon Avenue.
9: Look, Josh, there must be 10,000 protesting the war. They're saying millions around the planet.
7: They can't possibly ignore us now. There's just too many of us.
9: God, we are really living history.
7: Affecting it? Changing it?
9: Sometimes... I wish we could stay like this, how we are right now, forever.
7: What if we did? Kay, what if we got married like we talked about? How crazy would that be?
9: Right now? While we're still in school? Why not? Oh, I want to say yes, but what about my dad? His health isn't good, and he can't look after that old house alone.
7: He shouldn't have to. He could sell it and move into one of those assisted living facilities.
9: He was born in that house. I was born in that house. It would break his heart to leave it after all the work he and my mom put into it.
7: But he's alone now except for you. And besides, don't you deserve a life of your own? Can you see us living with your dad in the same house?
9: Why not?
7: You're serious.
9: Josh, please... I don't like the side of you.
7: Which side? Practical, rational rather than emotional. He'd be cared for, safe. You'd have to you have to be logical about this.
9: I am being logical and moral, Josh. My dad relies on me. He needs me. And if you want to be with me, you'll accept that. I I just can't abandon him to some retirement home. If you can't then
7: then I don't know. Kate, okay, you're looking at this all wrong. And I don't think you're in a position to make a clear decision here.
9: And I suppose you are.
7: Well, yeah, I guess. I, I think I am, yeah.
9: And I guess that's because you're the man.
7: Well, no. But I'm not as emotionally attached. Otherwise, this, there's just all this emotional, feel-good chaos. Okay. I know you love your dad. He's a great man. But he's got his life and we're entitled to ours. How can you not see that?
9: Josh... You can't put me in that position. Please don't make me choose between you and my dad.
7: Just think about it. Is it so hard to see? Kate, don't get me wrong. I like your dad. But is it practical for us to all live in the same house? You can't really think that's a good idea. Kate, be reasonable.
9: I am being reasonable for all my emotional feel-good chaos. Maybe you are the one with your logic and distance who is wrong.
7: I can't live like that, Kate.
9: And I'm sorry, Josh. Sorry for you, and for us.
7: Kate, wait.
3: Well, that was painful to watch.
7: Maybe I came on a little strong, but I stand by everything I said.
3: Very heroic. Sure it was worth sacrificing your one true love, right? Instead, you ended up with the Queen of Silicone, who is deeply and passionately in love with your 401k.
7: Hey, any sane guy would die to be with a woman like Becky.
3: Who would she die to be with you if you didn't have a gold card and a six-figure income? Josh, you were a butthead. Hey, calls him like I sees him.
4: (laughs) What was in that bottle? Do you have a dollar? What? Who are you? I'm the ghost of Christmas right now. Then why do you want a dollar? For the bus? But you're a spirit. Yeah, but it don't pay much, and I got a lot of messed up people to visit tonight. So I'd appreciate you learning your lesson quickly. I'm on a quota. Now how about that dollar?
7: I had less trouble from you guys on Halloween. All right, where are we going? I'm all yours.
4: Going? We're not going anywhere. Just watch. This was six months ago.
2: An all-too-familiar scene. On the sidewalk before their modest home stands Kay and her father, surrounded by their belongings. He leans precariously on a cane, the consequence of a stroke the previous spring. The county sheriff, tears and eyes not so easily moved, sets down the last of their things, a painting, a sack of clothes, a clock radio. Turning, he leaves the pair alone on the sidewalk before their foreclosed home.
1: Kay, I'm... I'm so glad your mother isn't here to see this. It would just break her heart to be put out of her own house.
9: We'll be okay, Dad. One of my girlfriends said we could sublet her studio until we get back on our feet. We'll be all right.
1: I can't saddle you with all my medical bills and now this? You're entitled to your own life, sweetie. You're supposed to get married and have your own babies, not have to take care of me
9: nonsense after mom it was just you and me and that's the way it's going to be
1: oh, you're all i have left i wanted so much for you i wanted you to have the house one day oh your mother and i saved so much but then she passed away and i got so sick and now there is nothing i am so so sorry
9: dad i've got you and that's everything The economy will come back, and I'll find a decent job with insurance, and things will be better. You'll see.
7: All right, enough. Really, Kay? Who put you guys up to this? The only thing missing is cute little tiny Tim on a hobbling pair of crutches.
4: They can't see or hear you, Josh.
7: The only thing missing here is a puppy or a fresh-baked pie Kay pulled from the oven just as the sheriff was evicting her.
4: When did you get so cold? They had to take out a second mortgage to cover medical bills. When the savings ran out, her father fell behind the payments.
7: I'm sorry for her father. I'm sorry for Kay. But he signed a contract with the bank. And the bank deserves its money back. Am I the only person who sees that?
4: It's not about the money. It's not even about the bank. It's about dignity. And do we have a society that dignifies people? Or do we simply live in a machine where they are secondary or inconsequential?
7: The world is a machine, and as sad and heartless
4: as that may seem, that is the reality. Money, markets, economies, they're supposed to work for people. It's all made up, Josh. Obviously, it isn't working, or there wouldn't be all those people on the streets.
7: Rules. Or where would we be?
4: Maybe you should ask Kay, or her dad, or all those struggling to feed their families and stay in their homes while a handful grow fat. You used to believe in a better world, Josh. You once tried to build that better world... with K.
7: People change. They grow up. I grew up.
4: Grew up? Or gave up?
7: Finally, someone normal. Do I know you?
5: <laughs> I hope so. I'm me. I mean... you. Us. Me and you. I'm totally confused now. I'm you, pal. Well and older, you. Thirty years older,
7: to be exact. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't you be? I must be the crazy one. Mind
5: if I sit? Of course you don't. <laughs> so what are you, the spirit of Christmas yet to come? I drew the short straw in the spirit lottery, and I got to be you if you remained the self-centered bonehead you are today. You don't even look like me. Budget cuts. It's tight everywhere. We're doing the best we can, pal, but like my colleague told you, it's about you, not about us. Okay, so What? You show me as some pathetic miser, or no. You lead
7: me to my lonely grave with no one left to mourn me. Or you show me some crippled kid who won't get in operation unless I change my ways. I give up. You guys win. Put me in a higher tax bracket. Confiscate my property. Lop off my head. Just leave me alone. So shock and dismay me. Shake me to the core, Casper. Get it all over with already.
5: I got nothing, really. Except this one last thing you should see. Look.
7: remember this, Batke?
9: Of course, David. 2011. Seems like a lifetime ago.
7: I don't want to see this.
9: I think
6: we made a difference.
9: Leave that to history to decide.
6: I'm begging you. I don't want to see this. I'd do it all over again to be with you. Would you?
7: I wore you down. I knew I would eventually. Really? What's the point? This is torture! Just listen.
9: Funny, isn't it? We never know what life has in store for us.
7: What? They're together and that's that. They both seem happy. I couldn't have wanted anything more for her. Ouch! What was that for?
6: What do you see? We were so crazy. Day and night on that corner, demanding a better world. You made it bearable. When it got tough. When it rained. When the bankers would yell at us. Or when those traders dumped McDonald's applications on us.
9: When you got out of jail.
7: It was you, kid. It was always you. I thought you'd show me how he turned into a drunk. Lost it all gambling or something worse. But he's a decent guy. She
5: deserved a decent guy after what I did to her. Ouch! Really? Stop that. Right now, she's thinking about us, Josh. She wanted us. She wanted us to apologize, but we never did. We let her go and she got away. It was a broken heart she never really got over. Why me? Why me? What makes two people fall in love? I wish I knew. We
9: should get home to the grandkids. We still have to get the presents out for tomorrow.
7: I wanted to apologize, but... just couldn't manage that first step. As time went by, it was just easier to rationalize the passing of days rather than that original indiscretion. Every day that went by, it just got harder and harder. The distance just seemed greater and greater, you know? So what happens to me?
5: You and me, we find a new bank job and become even more cutthroat just to get even for getting fired on Christmas Eve. (laughs) That Crowley guy who fired us tonight ends up working for us until we sack him out of spite. We make a fortune and marry Becky. She's cheating with the pool guy, her yoga instructor, and the hot-looking cop that pulled her over for speeding one day. But we won't ever know because we're never home. God, it's been months since we've even talked to the kids, but they don't care either. We were never really a part of their lives. That sounds awful. There was always one more deal, another acquisition. Greed was our drug and our addiction, Josh.
7: And how does it all end for me? Us?
5: (laughs) In this life? And spoil the look on your face when it happens? Not a chance.
7: Can I ask you a question? I'll do my best. What would have... I mean,
5: if we'd... if we'd never had that fight... We would have still done well. You're a smart kid and a hard worker, Josh. Banking? Finance? We run a credit union. We made a difference, Josh. We didn't get rich, but Kay gave us three beautiful children. And how they all loved us. They were all with us when we passed quietly from the world. Everyone turned out for our funeral, not because they wanted a piece of our estate, but because we meant something to each and every one of them. Far beyond money.
2: Josh settles back onto the bench once more. His gaze turns skyward, tears threatening, his heart breaking slowly. He closes his eyes, snow falling wet and cold upon his cheeks.
1: And now, back to Occupy My Heart, a revolutionary Christmas carol. Is it
8: too late to...
9: Josh? Josh, are you all right?
7: Kate, what day is it?
9: Officially, it's Christmas. Josh, you look... I don't know.
7: Kate, you would not believe the life I've had tonight.
9: You you mean night. What did I say? You said life.
7: I did, didn't I? I did say life. (laughs) I could be happy at a credit union. Josh, what are you talking about? (laughs) If it was you... Forget the trophy wife. With the pool boy and the kids who hate me, I don't need the money.
9: I think the cold got to you. Come on, let's get warm. How about some coffee? God, you're practically incoherent.
7: Kay, I'm fine. I've never been finer. Here's the bottom line. I love you.
9: Josh, you're not making any sense. I
7: always have. Listen, I know after all this time and the way I acted, I can't just expect you... Kay, tell me you don't feel the same about me. Tell me you don't wish things had been different between us, if I hadn't acted the way I did.
9: Josh, there's someone else, and I can't just walk away. He wants to be with me, and I know I can rely on him. He's a decent guy. You walked away, and I waited for you, but you never came back. I know that's something I'll never have to worry about with David.
7: Can I ask, when you first saw me this evening, what did you feel?
9: That isn't fair, Josh. And
7: when you almost kissed me just now, was that an accident? I don't know. I know I have so much to atone for, and I can't rightly ask you for that chance, but I would give everything I have to have it. I'd give my life to show you how sorry I am. I have to go. Kate. just answer me this one question. Do you love him like you love me?
9: I don't, I... Josh, I can't do this. I can't hurt him. David!
6: I, uh... I got worried when you didn't come back with the others. Guess I'd have been better off if I... (sighs) Okay...
9: How long were you standing?
6: I heard everything. I was looking for you and I just... I didn't mean to, but... Now I know why you couldn't tell me that you...
9: David, I'm so sorry.
6: It's okay. Well heart is pretty well broken, but you know, I think I'll get over it.
9: You heard what I said?
6: And I heard what you failed to say and what you've always failed to tell me and that's that you love me. Or at least love me like you love me. I, uh, I have to get back. David, I don't... Don't say anything. I'll be fine. Not right away, but. See you
8: now.
9: David. See you around.
7: I couldn't walk away twice.
9: I don't know, Josh.
7: Go someplace and talk?
9: Remember we used to just sit and talk all night?
7: What a fool I was to walk away from all that. Come on. I know a place that's open all night. Where's that? I know a corner.
2: The snow comes heavier, feeling fresh and hopeful, like a new beginning or a reckoning. As Josh and Kay are quietly welcomed among the gathered Occupy protesters at the corner, the reporter and her camera crew returns to file their final report on this Christmas Eve night.
4: Okay, guys, let's wrap it up for tonight. And three, two, one, we're on.
3: On a cold winter's night in Chicago, this determined group of protesters is following in the footsteps of the man whose birthday much of the world will celebrate this season. He left us with a simple message of hope, the ideal that each man, woman, and child is deserving of dignity and love and mercy. And the simple notion that he left us with is this, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And with that, dear friends, I wish to you, Chicago, and the world, a blessed and Merry Christmas.
1: You've been listening to Occupy My Heart. A revolutionary Christmas Carol, performed by The Occupy Players, broadcast production by Gregory Alexander. The Occupy Players are Agnes Foto, Donye Tyler, Rebecca Kling, Teresa Veramendi, Keith Glad, Timothy Caldwell, and
8: Zachary Dunn.
1: Thank you for listening to Occupy My Heart, a Revolutionary Christmas Carol, brought to you by Awakened America and WCPT. I'm Marshall Stern, and have a very, very merry and zenite
8: Christmas. I know where to start, I'll occupy my heart, I'll move to the beat of my own drum. I know where to start, I'll occupy my heart, and I'm never gonna leave for anyone.
1: Speaking your mind, is good for your skin. Exercise your confidence, keeps. If you occupy your street every day, there'll be more fun and fewer bills to pay. You meet your neighbors, you walk around, you talk about issues, and you gain some ground. But what does this have to do with me? It's about living in a more equal
8: society. Because the big wind is not too bend, and it's only a fear that betrays us. Yeah, the big Be our own best friend Cause it's clear no one's coming to save us Lower heart disease, bad breath goes away Occupy
1: is here to stay Some things in this world are good to do Like speak up for yourself and have fun too We live in a place that's become lopsided Downsided, upsided, this sided, that sided But what are we going
8: to do today? Occupy is here to stay I know where to start I'll occupy my heart Don't let them force you out and tell you that it's over I know where to start, I'll occupy my heart Cause every step I take I'm getting closer I'm talking cheese sandwiches and tofu dogs And little marshmallows shaped like frogs From what we eat to how we feel
1: The corporate fingers hold the reel. But this fish called out of the pond Learned to walk and got a Greek riot dog All over the place, the people say The time to make the change
8: is today Start, we'll occupy our hearts. We'll move to the beat of our own drum. I know where to start. We'll occupy. I'll occupy my heart and I'm never gonna leave for anyone